Uh, good afternoon, everyone. We are truly in this together. To get, to get, to get, to get together. And the only way we will get through this is by all of us working together. Each of of you doing your part you, you must stay at home welcome back welcome back this is the you must stay at home period podcast featuring yours truly the buck as usual we also have cephas from linkedin what would you say now and last but not least, we have the lovely Karen with the hard end. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. All right. We have a, you know, a lot of stuff to go over tonight. You know, first and, and foremost. Well, let me. Uh, go, no, go ahead. Whatever you want to let say. Me, yeah, let me just clarify. That's a uh, shout out to uh, Johnny Nash. May he rest in peace. He's the uh, man that sang that song, I Can See Clearly Now. I can see clearly now, the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Um, beautiful song, and um, Twitter announced uh, that he passed away today. So shout out to him, because I love that song. Did you guys hear via social media that the, the macho tough uh, tough as nails, white supremacist group, the Proud Boys went through uh, an image makeover. Yes, and, yeah, I did. Since the original Pride Boys or Proud Boys decided to, you know, join their join their group and and tag in every single picture of uh, of um, of Jeff and Michael kissing. They were, well, they, you know, they got more inclusive over the weekend. They got a lot and, more inclusive. And kudos to them. They, they, they diversify <laughs> a little bit, um, work on the diver diversity and inclusion. Hey, and <laughs> that is what we should all be striving for, to broaden, broaden mean, our, they, our, our, our groups a little bit. I, I'm wondering, does the chauvinist thing either they talk about, does that come with a pair of, of uh, assless chaps? I wonder. Well, it's um, so, probably, you know, so it, macho it, and chauvinist. Yeah, if it has a, a, a <laughs> some some sort of utility when you're out there, you know, um, yeah, shouting down Black Lives Matter protesters. Yeah, and, and gotta uh, gotta have your ashes chaps. Wrestling bears with your with your bare hands and uh, have them have them tell it. So tell us what uh, what what really happened. What are you referring to? Well, what the uh, folks from the uh, LGBT community uh, decided that they were the original. Uh, well, since you know, of course, you have gay pride. Decided they were the original proud boys. So every picture uh, that some of them posted, they would you know use the hashtag uh, proud boys in it. And so there's probably thousands of pictures being posted all over social media, uh, tagging them. In, it's of you know male couples and uh it's, it's just hilarious it, it i know that they, they gotta be super pissed because they're gonna well, definitely change their name after this right so what was so the back background there was um that 
after the debate last week when Donald Trump um, <laughs> shout, shouted out the Proud Boys and told them to, what is it? Was it stand back and stand by? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Stand back and stand by when he was asked to denounce white supremacist groups and instead he endorses them, uh, telling them to stand by. Um, they, they, they took that as a marching order and they were psyched. So they immediately started trending like, yeah, we, we're ready, Mr. <laughs> President. We standing by, ready for the next orders. We're about to get it. We're about to turn up, put the white man back in his rightful place at the top of this hierarchy. What's up? And so they were trending for a couple of days, uh, right? The debate was Tuesday night, so. Did <laughs> they make a turn for that? Yes, right? They were, uh, they uh, were psyched. They were psyched. And so over the weekend, uh, by Sunday evening, next thing you know, uh, that ha- their hashtag Proud Boys. And you guys saw that announcement today as our wonderful country's economy hemorrhages um, and needs a stimulus package right away. Uh, our president, well, Karen's president, decided to. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Stop. <laughs> negotiation with the Democrats for uh, the amount of the stimulus package. I mean, uh, Trump wants to give $1.6 trillion. Uh, The Democrats want to give the American people $2.4 trillion. And um, he decided today to break off all negotiations until after uh, the election. And then he'll, you know, pick that back up. But he's deciding to prioritize as people are getting evicted out of their homes, um, the seat the, to replace RBG in the Supreme Court, that's what he, he decided to prioritize and told um, Mitch McConnell, don't, don't stop till it gets done. Which so. is, so there's a couple of things I wanna, wanna unpack here uh, with, with you guys. So before I get into that, just blanket reactions. What a piece of shit. Yeah. That's why, I mean, no redeeming. I mean, every time I think he might have, there might be something there, he reaffirms that it's absolutely, not, I mean, to call him a piece, that's actually a compliment in his case. I, mean, I couldn't not, agree. I couldn't agree with you more because just last week, the headline was Trump, you know, um, is in favor of stimulus and has, you know, uh, a signal to the Republicans, you know, to get a deal done. And then, you know, hours later, it's, oh no, you know, stop nego- negotiating. I mean, is this the hill he really wants to die on? I was really upset to see him uh, shut down negotiations because they had actually moved uh, fairly close. Uh, you know, they were $2 trillion apart at one time um, and they had close that gap significantly. So that's that's a big uh, that's a big loss for a lot of families. Um, you know, the, the foreclosures and evictions are starting for people who haven't been able to pay since the spring now. And it is um, the land the economic landscape is getting ugly, you know, or for some people it's been ugly, but it is going to get really bad. The jobs report that came out last Friday 
was abysmal. I, um, I think it was something like we're still, I, I know the bottom line was the country is still 10 million jobs short of where it was in February before the shutdowns. I mean, that is a huge what were the details? Deficit. You know, you're seeing things like the we talked about this, the movie theater industry saying they need a bailout. The uh, airline industry also saying it needs a bailout. They furloughed a bunch of people October 1st. Um, you know, 10 million with short 10 million jobs. And, you know, let's always keep in mind that even at um, the very low unemployment numbers that the United States had before the pandemic, most uh, not most, but many of those jobs were, you know, bullshit minimum wage jobs where people have to work two and three of them to make ends meet. So, work. yeah, so it is, you know, so this was not, the economy was not in great shape uh, to begin with, and now it's in even worse shape. Um, we've added 3.8 million jobs over the last five months after losing 20 million. So, you know, that, that should give you a, you know, a, a sense of what kind of situation we're in. And that's what, that was one of the things I wanted to unpack about it uh, with you guys is, you know, um, what signs are you seeing, right? I, I shared an article with you uh, earlier today, a headline that said that teens are um, not spending as much on clothes and, and food. Um, their spending is way down since they're not going out. Uh, you know, that's that's one anecdotal piece of it. We talked about the theaters. Personally, what are you guys seeing out there amongst people you know, friends, family? What's what's going on? Well, one of the main things I see, of course, is I have a couple of uh, co-workers, friends, and everything else. Their their kids are freshmen in college, and uh, and they're and they're still and these are schools that are out of state two or three of them, like five, 600 miles away from where, they, from where they live and these kids are still home. So they're not getting out there in, in the dorms and supporting whatever local economy is near the school. And, you know, there's no need to buy those extra school clothes right now, uh, at least not right now, because I mean, some of them are gonna go back next semester if they can. Right. You know, that's a, you know, big if. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's just a situational awareness thing for me. That's what it really comes down to. Even when you, and I know Cephas knows what that is, and everyone knows what that is, situational awareness. Knowing, you know, what to do when the situation comes up. Like they use it a lot in sports analogies, but, um, you know, it's, it's to me, it's akin to, the most important bill in your house is your rent or your mortgage, because that's the only way to keep food over your head. That that starts before the car and everything else. Well, that and food. Well, yeah, the roof over your head and food. So you know you got to pay that. And I feel like the, you know, our um, politicians are failing us by not just doing those basic things that they know needs to be done to keep the house in order. Sure, sure. Maybe Donald Trump this effing it up but you know it's it's just a mm. so are you seeing any besides the uh, college students uh, uh, I know in my case you know my company furloughed a bunch of people um, and then laid them off are you seeing anything uh, like that uh, fortunately not on, on my end I, 
you know, the industry I'm in is, is essential. So fortunately, I'm not seeing that. And I don't really know anyone, you know, personally has been um, furloughed, which is also, you know, virtually, virtually everyone I work closely with got furloughed. Um, it was it was a very Excuse painful, me. painful summer um, in that regard. And, um, you know, my, I have a college age nephew who's studying um, a really robust field, right? Like it should have been a slam dunk for him to get an internship. And he was interviewing in the spring, you know, January, February, he's turning in applications, getting lots of good feedback. Hey, we'd like to, you know, come in, have you come in, get, do a technical interview. Then everything just went silent. So uh, that was another sign, you know, like all of these companies just said the hell with interns this year, you know, tough luck guys. So, um, you know, he missed a critical um, opportunity for an internship um, due to the pandemic. So, you know, I, I'm seeing stuff like that, right? Um, fortunately, you know, um, in my own, uh, outside of that, in my own family, everybody's employment has been pretty stable. But um, I think, you know, I, I think that you're seeing the kind of economy uh, uh, stratify in two different directions. There's going to be a group of people who were fortunate enough to keep their jobs and therefore keep their lives going um, and maintain their situational awareness, as you say. And then there's going to be a group that, you know, really fell off because they've been going on, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months without steady income. So, you know, for him to torpedo the stimulus talks at, at this time as it's about to get cold and we're about to go into the holiday season uh, is really, uh, really dastardly. I think and that's gonna force people out to the polls. I hope it does, right? I hope that that's what people take away is if there's still time to get registered where you live, you know, get out to the polls and show your your dis displeasure with, you know, how they've, how the Republicans have treated people. Um, it's just, you know, as far as what one of you mentioned, you know, what what is there to be gained from this? I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, you know, that's the idea that you would trust Donald Trump to deliver something that he promised. I just don't, you know, I don't see how, I, mean, I don't see a voter out there going, well, Donald Trump says he'll deliver the stimulus if I vote for him after the election. So just tweeted um, moments ago, minutes ago, saying that if he had a standalone bill, bill for a stimulus of, of that $1,200, that he'd sign it right away. Okay. Immediately. So, okay. All so caps. then somebody got to him and said, you are, you know, committing political suicide by it's not just the 1200 bucks what about the you know people getting still getting put out you know of their homes and evictions and that kind of stuff that well, you know what that's that's the thing about republicans is that they just don't you know if you what the hell twelve hundred dollars gonna do if i don't have a place to live right he gets to put his name on the check again like he did before by donald does. trump here's twelve hundred dollars when people celebrate this coming against this the counts against your you know tax right <laughs> right well you know he he delayed some people getting their uh checks so that he could get that treasury letter to go out with his 
big dumb signature on it. And uh, I hope he doesn't delay it again. Match Martin written. Yeah, with the Sharpie. Yeah, nonsense. Um, So, all right. Yeah, I see. I see the tweet uh, now. So somebody at least explained to him that that was the dumbest thing you could do was to, I mean, he tanked the markets. He tanked the markets when he said that. Like 400 points. Right. Yes. And so um, it, it just doesn't. I don't think I think his COVID thing is real because that we're up to like 22 people around him in that in that orbit, um, in the White House orbit, who have been diagnosed with it, who are positive. So I think he probably does have COVID. You know, I could be proven wrong, but uh, that's my guess. But um, you know, this whole stimulus thing to 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 kill it. Um, is was stupid somebody talked him out of that so you reversed on that but to your point republicans just don't care if you fall on high hard times they consider that your own moral failing something's wrong with you you didn't pull yourself up by your bootstraps you know the 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 late ungreat herman cain you know that was uh, a famous um thing that he said when he ran for president that i'll never forget he said if you're not rich blame yourself well, you know what, guys? You got to think about this from our perspective. As, you know, as black people, that may not be the case. But, you know, if you do have white access oh, so to you white... Oh, so you have access saying, to white privilege... <laughs> you're saying Herman was right? If you, if you, dra- if you, you ain't got no excuse to be a you, white person. Yeah, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not making That's it. cold. That's cold. Don't have, uh, <laughs> that's, that's cold. Nobody's um, standing in your way. Well, it certainly does make it easier if you have white privilege, yes. But I have always been more partial to the class um, conflict in the United States more so than the racial one anyway. So you can hop on the class elevator. I think it's a little privilege. True. true. Nobody stopping you from trying to get on. Well, that's not true. See, that's that's not true. Um, It. Okay. There's put, there, there's an easier. That I'll put it like this. There's an easier path to the class elevator easier. if you are white, but there isn't. Way. But that but that doesn't mean um, being white alone does not mean that there are not class forces allied against you. So that's that's the that's the 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 fatal flaw in the American political landscape is that. Um, Republicans, elite Republicans, elite whites were able to convince poor whites, working class whites, that they should not align with blacks mm-hmm. in working class um, um, objectives, you know, in, in, in street strategic ali- alliances, build strategic alliances with working class people of color. That was, that was the key. That's how they've been able to create, you know, this unequal society that we live in today is that they have, you know, they convince them, um, you know, that, hey, there's something different between you and the nigger next to you. So don't, <laughs> don't you know, ally with him to get ahead. And they bought it. They dumbasses bought it. And that's why we can't have nice things to this day. Well, a lot of folks in society, they live pretty good. Well, now they do because, you know, the ruling classes have thrown them a bone to keep them from realizing that they're picking their pockets. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a um, little bit off topic, but uh, Donald Trump 
So he'll send the check, which I was actually counting on for my Christmas bonus. Because uh, I did not get one at work because of COVID. So I was really kind of counting on that, and now it's gone. But hopefully, I mean, Joe I mean, Biden will. I mean, how can they, you know, bitch about that when all it is, they're going to make it so, I bet you're going to count it against your refund for next year anyway. So what, you know, just giving you an advance on your own money. Well, so. oh, that, which, which reminds me, did anybody get the, um, uh, I might've asked y'all this already. Did anybody get the payroll tax holiday? You know what? I can't really tell. I have to look at my, I have to look at my page specifically. It doesn't really look like it's that much different. Okay. It really, really doesn't. Like it, it, uh, check for me. You know, check. Look at an August uh, check and then look like, at a October. You know, between you know, maybe ten to fifteen dollars each time. Ouch! I thought you were gonna say at least like forty bucks. Wow. No, so that's that's how I know it's probably, you know. <laughs> I, I emailed I emailed our HR. I was like, are we doing this or what? Because I read that it was at the employment discretion. They were like, yeah, Yeah, because I know it's a it's a trick bag. Right. <laughs> so um yeah. So you know, whoever is, you know, God bless it, anybody who's simple enough to believe Donald Trump when he promises you anything. You know, if you actually bought that, that he was going to do something for the working class uh, after the election, okay, you know, God bless you. I, I mean, there's, there's countless examples of him swindling people. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, which is why it's, it's, it's laughable that he would even try that as a gambit. Oh, vote for me, and after the election, man, I'm make it rain. When is he? When has he helped anybody who wasn't a one percenter? Yeah. Never. Never. Not one time ever. Man, man cheats charities. So, you know, anybody out there saying, "Yeah, well, Donald Trump," he's smart enough to do it. Right. Right. That that nonsense. Yeah. Anyway. I, I read a comment today on social media. They said, "Well, the government got us into this mess," uh, or something like that, and it was like saying, you know, sort of arguing against having a stimulus it's like well okay they got us in it then they can't get us out of it right probably get us out of it (laughs) that's why that's why i had to leave facebook because there's too many simpletons on facebook and this was Um, like on this is on npr's um comment section on their channel yeah that's all that's 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 unfortunate uh Well, Goldman Sachs um, recently released some guidance that said basically what it boiled down to is that um, vote for Biden because we need stability, which we will not have uh, with another Donald Trump administration. Yeah, you can't have the shit. The shit can't be volatile. Right. You know, it's, you know that's what makes third world countries third world countries is the exactly. shit is volatile. Exactly. On a goddamn time. You 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 could get a job at Goldman Sachs with insights like that, but that's exactly what they said. <laughs> that's exactly what they said. <laughs> All right. Well. Shit, you gotta be able to get on the get on the interstate and set it at sixty-five miles an hour. Donald Trump is either 
you know, you're going 140 or the car's not running. Right. It's, it's one of the two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no in between. Right. And yeah, getting whiplash, <laughs> economic whiplash right. every minute. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what would you, um, oh, then speaking of respectability politics, uh, this might be my favorite story. This is your favorite, what I'm about to say is your favorite story, but anyway, not, not in like, not favorite, brother Jonathan Price, unfortunately, um, a brother down in, in, I think in the Dallas area, in Texas, definitely. Do you uh, wait before you call him the brother? You think oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go into his background, <laughs> all right? Well, I'm just helping you. I mean, what else do this? This, this uh, nigger? I mean, what do you want me to call him with the hard R in it? Hard R, yeah, brother. I mean, doing a lot of work. I mean, my, my problem with him, well, let me explain, I guess, to the audience. You know, he got unfortunately got gunned down by the police. Um, he was trying to, allegedly trying to break up a fight. Murdered. Yes, it was murdered by the, by the police that showed up. Um, now, my thing with him is, there's been some posts on social media that people have dug up of him, you know, doing the whole, making these Blue Lives Matters posts, and, you know, talking about how good, you know, white folks in general have been to him. And, you know, it kind of made me reflect on my interactions with the police. I've had good and, and awful interactions with the police, but they've never really turned into anything violent. But that doesn't mean that violence doesn't happen to other black people. You know, he's kind of like, oh, since this didn't happen to me, it must not be that bad. That's the way he was, you know, talking about his interactions with white people, even white police officers. Uh, in the past, um, you know, just because it didn't happen, you doesn't mean it's not real. You know, that's my main problem with him. Um, you know, God rest his soul, but you know, he said he's, he loves you know white women and everything. But anyway, I know that. No, he said he's addicted he's to. Addicted? Oh, addicted to. Okay, not just likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I downplayed it. So who was he? Like, I don't, I don't get it. He's some what internet personality? No, that... he's just a no, bodybuilder. He's a bodybuilder, dude. What were his provocations about? Was he just trolling black well, people, he... or I mean, no, he was he... his Blue Lives Matter posts, you know? And... It was a response. It was a Facebook post. I think at the time, Little Wayne had just sent some sort of. He did some interview where he said he had no problem with police that they've saved his life. It was one little comment. This guy took it and ran. I agree with Little Wayne. I grew up with white people and they're better than my own family. Because these white people fed me, I'm addicted to white women, is what he wrote. And he talked about his, his interaction with the Wiley, Texas police. Right, so he and talks he about how he was drunk. He was out drunk multiple times and he's been pulled over by that same police force and was still able just to drive home. My interactions with these people have been very good. So blue lives matter. Fast forward to now and look what has happened. So it wasn't unprovoked. It was him responding out of the blue to defend Blue Lives Matter in the wake of the unrest over everything that's been going on because of police brutality and murdering of Black folk. So, okay, first of all, yeah, that's that's unfortunate what happened to him. You know, that's, that's sad. Um, 
Karen, I've heard you had these arguments. The same. Yeah, I've heard you had these, yeah. That's why. That's uh, why I'm just. I'm, 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 I'm. You know. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to. I'm searching for where I come down on this. This is a tough one. Um, hmm. How much time we got left? Make sure I got before I wind myself up. But um, I put it in the chat. I. You know, yes. This is this is why. This is why. Is even it, though is your, is your mouth dry from the from those uh, butter biscuits? No, I don't eat butter biscuits. <laughs> but this is why. You know, yeah. For for all of the you know the, the talk, all the big talk. Um, yeah, this is why you can never you know forget who you really are in the society. How they how society sees you and Buck always loves to remind me of that when <laughs> I um, you know when we have arguments on this on this type of topic um, so I don't know if uh, Jonathan Price forgot or or what but society didn't forget the cops didn't forget uh, so mm. yeah, yeah they can't happen to me attitude and well, he it what I just read about it um, on some Texas affiliate news site says that he walked away and the cop tased him, tried to tase him first, missed and, or you know it didn't work, and so he he shot him. And I, um, if that's the case, you know, kind of brought that on himself. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> walking away from the cops in this kind of climate. You know, I, I, you know, I said the same thing about Ahmad Aubrey. What the fuck were you doing in that neighborhood? I say the same thing about all of them. Like, you I mean, know, you that, say that guy that almost got lynched in, in, in Indiana. What are you doing out in the woods by yourself? <laughs> yeah, but they, you shouldn't even have to even think about that. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Absolutely. And I recognize that, right? Like, that's what I'm saying is um, is problematic in that way that you know we have to play by a different set of rules. But the fact, but that doesn't change the fact that we have to play by a different set of rules. And so you gotta play by that different set of rules. Like, what are you doing? You don't walk away from a cop as a black man. You just don't. You don't. I would not walk away from a cop as a black woman. And I'm a tiny little non-threatening thing. But I know better than to provoke them. Uh, I so you know there, there's that um, as for his statement that folks were sharing um, I, I cringe when I read it because that whole I'm addicted to white women like that's that's offensive to me as a black woman whoa, 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 it's offensive don't don't that's offensive that's offensive and see, that's where she draws the line chuckling. <laughs> you chuckling. A, your line drawn in the sand <laughs> I reserve that right to, um, to be offensive and to be offended okay wow, so yeah that is offensive you you don't want no, uh, no uh, burly black man to get with stuff. So. Uh... No, I probably don't. But that still doesn't mean that I support, I don't support anybody being elevated over anybody else. 
Okay, so for for as much oh, as man, you know, for is... for as much as I like to say provocative wow. things, uh, how many how many more lies are you going to tell on this? The thing? bottom line is, I don't support the elevation of any group over another. If I if to the extent that I might support that, <laughs> it's blacks over whites. Okay, fine. All right, fine. You got me. Um, but. So yeah, that, that that part's really offensive. Um, but I saw y'all being in at, hand in hand. No, no, we're no, not. That's no, what no. that right. You know, you know we ain't being in hand. You know, <laughs> I, I like I like to you know say things to get under y'all skin. But anyway, I'm I'm the blackest person on this podcast. <laughs> Everybody knows that, and anybody listening knows that too um anyway I'm sure, I'm sure the audience a bit comes to their own conclusions about the it. audience knows they know no <laughs> anyway um so you know yeah i i'm, I'm looking at the statement and i'm just like mm, i get it right like you want to be a person that uh that judges people by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin and you know in some some of our lives you've had you know, white people do right by you and you've had black yeah. people do wrong by you. And then, you know, it's, it, it is, it becomes difficult to, you know, say it's a black and white issue, um, no pun intended and say, you know, all white people are bad and all black people are good. And, you know, so I get, I get where he's coming from. Does that justify a blue lives matter statement? I don't know. I mean, the police have saved my life too. I called the motherfuckers when somebody broke into the house I was in by myself and I was goddamn grateful that they showed up. I'm feeling thankful for the police coming to save the day when you went through what you went through. Call for the abolishment or the defunding of. Well, well, that's why I grew up the distinction of police officer and race soldier. I think they need to clean those those race soldiers out. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and, you know, you for know, the record. Police officers are fine. And, and, you know, defunding the police means bringing in more social workers to handle mentally ill people, stuff like that. It's not, you know, I don't really think you should, you know, abolish them altogether. I think they definitely serve a purpose but get these the race soldiers out of there. The ones who use their badge as a wild gaming license yeah. uh, to shoot minorities when they feel like it and, and think they can get away with it. And just to be clear, for the record, I don't feel guilty about that contradiction at all. Um, that's my right citizens to avail myself of services that I pay taxes for. Uh, at the same time, when there's wrongdoing, I gotta, call that out and you know there is mass wrongdoing um across the country by these police departments and uh to be defunded at best and or at at, at least and uh abolished at at, at, I mean, at max i mean these places so, are well funded most of them it is so. so i just i, I do want to just say this about jonathan price you know it's it's unfortunate that he was cut down uh, by the police uh, that, you know, he was defending. Um, 
you know, and he does say in his post that he's not saying that black lives don't matter. So he wasn't anti black lives matter. He was just, you know, also recognizing that, you know, the police do some good. So it's, it's unfortunate that he got kind of caught in that zone. I don't know what you call that um, tragic irony, but um, he put himself. He didn't get caught in it. He put himself in that. Irony. Well, right. That's what I was saying. Is that you know he shouldn't have walked away. We we have to know. I guess you know when I when I you know say that and it, when I say stuff like oh you know I blame the the black person, blame the victim, and it sounds harsh. All I'm really trying to say is that we have to recognize that we play by a different set of rules. And no, it's not fair, but we have to play the game that we're playing with the hand that we're dealt. And so I say, you know, yes, work to change the fact that it's an unfair rigged game, work on that. But at the same time, just play the hand you dealt and just try to make the most of it, maximize that, right? Yeah, we know it's unfair and everything's rigged against us and it's terrible. Not saying that's not true, but I'm also saying Rather than just focus on on that and, and whine about it, uh, play the hand that you dealt because you just never know sometimes how um, what looks like uh, uh, what looks like some some sort of handicap will turn out to be an asset in your favor. You know that's what that's the story of Black Americans uh, or Black people in America for the past 500 years is us taking making something out of nothing. So. Just I say, let's get on with it rather than always lament our yeah, but, our lot. But I don't know. People get tired of living like that. You watching everybody else. Um, well, that's why I say you have to work on changing it. But when you and I have this discussion a lot of times, and it gets real heated sometimes, it's because I hear you just saying you just want to whine and complain about it and say it's not fair, it's not uh, fair, it's not fair, it's and not, look what they do to us. And I'm like, yeah, that is true. It's, not, it's unfair, but what you gonna do about it? I know, but it's not. I don't think it's really whining. It's, it's venting. I mean, I, I, I think that I speak on, you know, general frustration that a lot of black people have and don't, and you know, they may or may not articulate it. Well, we all have all. it. Don't you? Don't you know? I'm in a fight for my for my life. You all got that sweet two income Friday they're gonna finish the season because that's gonna be the last game. Well, that um, kudos to the NBA for making it work. I still find that extremely interesting that they uh, they managed to engineer that. 
I know these, I know these guys will be glad to go home. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, they've literally been in Orlando on a resort for months. Yep. Since so what, June? Okay. Yeah, I guess so. When did they, yeah, yeah, late, late, late May. When they started back. Wow. What what kind of uh, financial arrangement did they negotiate for that? Hmm. Oh, you mean as far as what they're paying the venue? And the... No, what they're paying the players. Like I, I, it really surprised me that they were able to get well, I mean, the players. Pay. I think it's, it's like regular. Well, the thing is, I think it would have like next year's. A lot of the leagues, like the, the next year's salary cap and projections and everything are based on the money they make this season. So it would F up the money for next season. So that might be, that's one of the main what reasons why they're, why they're playing. Yeah. Okay. That you just explained it. Because I, I just kept saying, I know these young brothers didn't just want to play for the love of the game. You know, so how did they get them to buy into this whole bubble? idea but good on them that it worked and everybody was able to play their season make their money without getting sick that's, that's a great thing okay uh, so actually uh reuters is reporting my, my that bill, bill barr has it so that's barr and stephen miller all in the same day <laughs> I, I i hope i hope i'm rooting for the virus Honestly, I mean, gotta get you know, under normal circumstances, you'd have sympathy for, for people getting that kind right. of thing, but they've shown no, no redeeming no qualities, qualities, right? No thoughtfulness at, at all. Not even for the people that follow them. I'd rather right. go overboard and be wrong than not do enough. And, you know, like, why not wear a mask? I, anytime I have to go to a store or anything, I'm all, I always have a mask on. No, whether they say you have to whether they don't i can't remember the last time i ate in a restaurant it's been that long i'm i'm with you i'm actively rooting for the virus um and i would you know i would never say that any other other under any other circumstances except that these people are just that cruel and inhumane that you know you want you want it you want to see karma in folks Oh, you know what? My bad, guys. I, I, I messed this score up. They're still playing. Oh. I must be tired. I thought that was, must have been the end of the uh, end of the third quarter. And I'm thinking, yeah, exactly. and, they're, and they're sitting there talking to, um, to Spolstra. And I'm like, oh, this, this shit must be over. But um, anyway. Yeah, Miami was up when I last saw them. Yeah, and I was like, and they were showing highlights, and then they were talking to Spolstra, but it was like, I'm thinking it's a post-game, you know? I was like, yo, game's over. But yeah, they're still running. Six minutes to go. They're making uh, action figures out of uh, Dr. Fauci and Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I, yeah, I don't see how you don't hear on the oh, side of calls. And there's there's a there's a commemorative coin uh that I'm getting both of you guys for Christmas. It's a coin well, emblazoned with the word. You can't give us you can't give us one of those those chocolates. No, no. For them, call them no, 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 no. This is a commemorative coin emblazoned with the word Trump beats COVID. <laughs> I know you guys want one, so 
I already placed my orders for, for the holidays. Got a gift wrap and everything. Was it saying? Um, was it say on the backside of it? Great, uh, God jeans or greater? Yeah, God greater, level, right? God, God level jeans. I, I have no idea. Um, but I did think for a second because I'm always like on this retail arbitrage mindset. I said maybe I should get one or two because that's the kind of thing that goes for a lot of money fifty years from now on, road, on Antiques Roadshow. You know, you got a Trump beats COVID coin. And somebody and hopefully yeah, he dies. My my grandmother <laughs> bought it right two weeks before he passed away from COVID in twenty twenty. And she handed it down. Then all to me. then then all those all those doctors he, he took attention from other patients off of with his shenanigans. But you know, and then, I'm, sure, um, I'm sure they had other patients attend to. But yeah. The, uh, the, uh, examiner will say, I just this worth three million dollars. Across the street, screen, and then my progeny. Trump beats COVID. Uh, buy your commemorative coin. So, I don't think it's going to share that with y'all. <laughs> I mean, why would you even buy that? I wouldn't buy it for another six weeks. Think of fandom. If you want to buy, if and you want to buy it, I'd give touching it to the market. I'd give it a few weeks. I don't know if, uh, like I said, that'll be one of those, like that, uh, what was it, uh, Dewey Beats Trump, or Dewey Beats Truman uh, headline, that news, that famous black and white picture of uh, Truman holding the the newspaper where it predicted uh, his opponent would defeat him, but he didn't, didn't win. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. This is why, this is, this is why, this is why. Can you deal with y'all? Why you need? Why you need? Rachel Rachel Maddow. Maddow. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a famous fucking picture. It's a famous picture. You have seen this picture in history books and on television all the time. Oh my god. Anyway, this is why I'm still alone because I can't find nobody to stop. Anyway. Don't you, don't you stop. It's a, it's, a, it's a balancing act. You're never going to get every all the shit you want. Yeah, of course. Of course not. But I need <laughs> I need somebody who can keep up with dick. me. Is that a need or a want? I need somebody who can keep up with me intellectually. And that is you, just You, you want tough. somebody to keep up with you intellectually. What do you need, though? I need that. I need that. You want it. I need it. You need food. <laughs> no, I need that, too. I need that too. If you know that that that's a life worth not worth living. I'll, I'll, I'd rather put a bullet in my head than be not intellectually stimulated. Mm. I can't live like that. Anyway, uh, I'm sending you all the Wikipedia page. I can't believe you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's all I got. Buy a Trump coin. <laughs> <It's enjoyable. laughs> It might be worth something after he passes away from COVID. <laughs> well, they said that day nine is a is a turning point. I don't right. know what day that's, going. that's why I thought about it seriously for a second. I was like, you know, if I buy one of these coins and then he kicks the bucket, um, that shit's gonna be worth something. I mean, they thought be, it becomes a historical artifact. It was gonna pull through, and then day nine, that shit just. 
Yeah, somebody tweeted uh, a really nice synopsis of that timeline. And uh, three days before he passed, he was like, feeling better, recovering, on the mend, looking forward to getting out of the hospital. That was it. Never heard from him again. So there's the link to the Dewey Defeats Truman. It's just the picture you need to see. It's, it's Truman after the results were announced that he won, holding the Chicago Daily Tribune, which had assumed that Dewey was going to defeat him and had printed a headline that said Dewey defeats Truman. Yeah, I mean, they did that for Super Bowls and everything else, just to. Pardon? I said they do that for Super Bowls and everything else. Oh, so right, right. But this actually no, went to this actually to went to press. This isn't actually this last tweet. You just said, "Oh my God, the Proud Boys because they are big." Oh, to you, oh, Lebanon. Oh, oh no, I'm, I put the uh, "Do We Defeat Truman" link in the chat. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I see it. Well, did you guys have any uh, parting shots? Investing in Trump beats COVID coins. That was my parting shot. Cephas? No, I. I don't. So you don't really have anything? Uh. Yeah, no. Well, all I can say is I hope don't you gonna go to hell in a handbasket on November third. A whole Me bunch too. of upheaval and upheaval and um and controversy with these damn ballots. It would be nice to get back to I, you know yeah. what I you know what I think that I'm not gonna expect I say don't set yourself up for expectations to have true results of who won the, the election on November 3rd like you normally would. Yeah, that's what I read. Don't have that expectation. That's, right, that's, that's normal. Assume that, right, it'll take a week or more. Yeah. yeah. Although the um, early voting is off to a rip-roaring start. I share it with oh, you yeah, they're tired. It, it, that's, they're tired of Trump's ass. Yeah, I shared with y'all the picture of the uh, line for early voting in Dayton. Yeah, that was that's a huge line. And I'm so excited and pleased to see so many Black people. I've seen Black people pack the line in Dayton, South Carolina, and Virginia on the first day of early voting. So, very encouraging. You know, I, I can't really get in the mindset of where these Trump supporters are. I mean, I love, I, you know, I really liked... Barack Obama a lot, especially you know in 2008. Like but if somebody, you know, had something, you know, if he started just messing up, right? Exactly. I didn't, I didn't, right. You gotta I, I, at a certain point. Him. Yeah. Right. You gotta. You know. Like, you, okay, you, you rock with your loose. team. Rock with your team as far as you can go. But at a certain point, right? You gotta cut bait. It's like, man, this guy's really, really fucking up. Right. And just acknowledge it. It's like, and they damn, just refuse. Just cognitive dissonance. 
it's like, and, and you know, it's, it's crazy when you talk to, especially older white men who level, they'll say, well, he's doing the best he can. The fuck does that mean? Is he, is he, a, you see him in Boy Scouts and shit trying to earn his, you know, whatever next scouting level, he's doing the best he can. That's, that's something you, that's some shit you, you say for a child. Right. No, you're 100 right, right, and yeah, it's just you know that that Joe Biden gave a speech today in, in Gettysburg, and he's talking about the country, you know, so divided, and we have to come together and put aside our differences and all that kumbaya stuff, right? And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. Politicians got a politic, but I'm saying, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, who is Joe talking to? Like the division is not because of the left. The division is because the right refuses to deal in facts. And they've just created their own echo chamber where they don't have to anymore. You know, mm-hmm. they tell themselves that Trump is strong on the economy. I mean, he still beats Biden on that polling metric. And they are telling themselves that Donald Trump turned around the economy from Barack Obama. They, they, and I just, you know, as if you know anything, and you all were there about the economy in Barack Obama's second term, especially toward the end, you know that it was on the upswing and had been on the upswing. He presided over eight years of, of economic growth, more jobs created in the same period of time than Donald Trump. Stock market was an was at an all time high every year that Barack uh, was was a president because it had dropped so low under George Bush. Same thing with uh, uh, unemployment; it had gotten up to ten percent, ten ten plus percent, and he got it down to under five percent. That's full employment level. So what he handed to Donald Trump was an incredible economy, and yet. If you talk to Trump supporters, they will argue down that the economy was in a, was in a tank. They, they, they paint this picture that Barack Obama had led us into a depression and that Donald <laughs> Trump somehow turned that around. And I mean, they just don't live in the same reality as the rest of us. You know, they, they're telling you, you know, like I mean, they said, him he into, did the best he can on, I mean, on, just... the, on the pandemic. Just They're willfully just, ignoring the facts in his own words when he's on tape saying, I downplayed it and I know how dangerous it is and I'm not going to do anything about it. I mean, they're, they're just, they, they treat them like, you know, like fans, you know, treat um, yeah, celebrities. Yeah, right. And that's, that just to go, and that's, that just goes and that's to show you. It's not for somebody that has to work, work for right. you. You don't worship nobody that has to work for you. Right. You'll be working As, for the people. As you've said, that you know, it's it, what it boils down to is that white supremacy is a uh, religion, mm-hmm. and just like just like other religions, you can torture yourself to believe something that there's no factual basis for. So I'm sorry, say that. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Never, you never get get your position, your desired position at the seven hundred club. <laughs> Great on seven hundred club. So once I send him my audition tape, they'll take it. 
if they can if they can support if, if evangelicals can support Donald Trump they can overlook what I just said <laughs> and even when you say evangelicals you're not really talking about black people I don't think yeah no not uh, white evangelicals are a different animal unto themselves it's the same thing as saying urban like you you're saying it without saying it but anyway good talk guys yeah um, and and lady I don't I want to be show uh, a proud boy show indicted Netflix indicted on child porn charges over cuties a Texas okay. grand jury has yeah. indicted streaming guy Netflix for five pornography charges period you think do you think that's just to get at the, the black woman director at liberal Hollywood it's Texas so it's a smoke screen since one of they so since one of they so gung ho so, so over uh, pedophilia stop it or, or to protect black girls yeah yeah and they're home of yeah. all those little girl pageants and right I was just going to say the pageants little football right, player exactly. kids right so. pageants are terrible that's how John Bonet Ramsey is y'all know who John Bonet is right. yeah so I'm not old enough she's older than me so all right I, I now y'all got me I, every I have to question y'all on everything now because the Pence campaign doesn't want the plexiglass which is so you want to give a COVID. You, which is so odd because you would think Mother Pence wouldn't allow. They're trying to, they're trying to, <laughs> right, would want the to be that right, close. Exactly. Right, would want to a, to a to a female. And and I saw a picture of the stage. Who is there, not his, the, not his wife. The little desks look like they at are night. really close together. Yeah, at after nighttime. after right after dark, after after seven thirty p.m. <laughs> He's trying to give a, he's actively trying to give a call. Period. <laughs>